Welcome to the Pet Podcast for pet parents, pet lovers, and it's all about pets. I'm Lauren, a certified professional pet sitter and pet owner. I want to thank everyone for tuning into the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Pet Podcast. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about separation anxiety and our pets. I'll touch a little bit on cat separation anxiety, but with offices opening this fall, schools going back to in-person learning, I think this is the best time to talk about separation anxiety in dogs. We are seeing pups who pre-pandemic never had any separation anxiety issues. Then we went into lockdown and most people were working from home and our pets started to get used to us being around all the time. We're also seeing what in the pet sitting industry we are calling pandemic puppies. Not necessarily just puppies, but dogs in general who people brought into their home during the pandemic, and now the only thing these dogs know with the routine with their new family is that their family is around all the time and now they may not be. What we need to understand is this is a big transition for our pets, and we need to be aware of signs of separation anxiety, and more importantly, we need to know what we can do to help our pets with this transition. What are some signs that your pup is struggling with separation anxiety? You may start to see some signs of aggression when it wasn't there before. I have had some clients tell me that their dogs have started barking and lunging at their ankles when the dog knows that they are leaving the home. Another thing, accidents in the home, such as wetting or defecating. Personally, we dealt with this. We're calling them spite accidents, even though it's definitely not. It came from fear and anxiety. Sassy, like I said, was not being spiteful. She was telling us she was struggling when we started to really leave the home for extended periods of time again. We would always take her out. She'll do both her potties before we're ready to go. And we'd come home to a small little wet spot in the same spot each time. Another big one is destructive behavior, such as chewing baseboards, destroying furniture, or climbing on tables, knocking stuff down, just being more destructive than they would be if you are around. Excessive barking, whining, or meowing. We actually dealt with this as well, but not from Sassy. Regina, one of our cats, would just sit at the door and mew and mew and mew. And when we returned, she would be just attached to my side. Pacing and restlessness, which, you know, indicates your pup's ability or inability to self-soothe which is something, you know, we try to teach puppies at an early age, just as you would a child. Changes in mood, appetite, and weight. You know, you should really know your pet's eating habits and potty habits, and any changes in something in one of those usually indicates that something may not be right. Another thing to watch for is repetitive or compulsive behaviors, such as licking or chewing. While you may not be present when the act is happening, you should watch out for areas of reddened skin or bald patches. 
Most commonly, dogs will go for their paws, tails, or even right around their hips, where they can just kind of turn their heads, and that's the fairly easy place for them to access. Lastly, you should look out for behaviors such as tail tucking, hiding, or shaking, or behaviors that we may associate with fear. Your pup is telling you they are stressed and do not know how to calm themselves. There are some things we can start doing now while you're still at home that can help prepare your dogs for us returning to work, school, or activities that will keep us away from the home for longer intervals. You can build independence with your dog while you are still home, encouraging your dog to explore on your own, on their own, and be in a separate place from you can teach them it's okay to be alone. You can also help reinforce this by continued training and practice of the sit down and stay cues. While you're at home with your pup, you should be ignoring any needy behaviors, such as scratching or excessively seeking attention. Ignoring the needy behaviors will help your pup become self-sufficient and find something else to occupy their time, whether it be them laying down to relax or finding their favorite toy to play with. One thing I always recommend to my clients is to associate your absence with a reward. The most common thing I recommend is a frozen Kong toy. This can be a very high-value treat for your pup. Putting just a bit of peanut butter and maybe some treats inside the Kong, freezing it overnight. And then when you are leaving, give it to your pup. The key here is that they only get the Kong when you are not home. Soon your pup will be anticipating the Kong rather than worrying about you leaving the home. Another good tip would to be gradually increase the time your dog is alone. Just as you do with a new puppy, start off leaving the home for a brief amount of time. Now, this is something that needs to be started started in advance so you can slowly work your pup into the new routine. Please be aware to always set your dog up for success. This is key. If your dog is overly anxious, start with just a few minutes and slowly increase each day. You must make sure you are not increasing the alone time too much at a time, which will push your dog over their threshold and can do more harm for your dog than help them. You really need to pay attention to the signals your dog is giving you. You know, if you start off with being gone for five minutes, you come home, they seem okay. Wonderful. Next day, maybe it's only seven to eight minutes you leave your dog. Going from five minutes to 15 minutes, that's a pretty big jump. For dogs, for us, it's like, okay, it's only 10 more minutes. But for a dog with anxiety, this can be a big change. And if you don't gradually increase the time slow enough for them, and jump with these big intervals or start with leaving for hours, you're pushing your dog over their anxiety threshold. And instead of your dog being able to start to learn to calm themselves, they're just going to develop more anxiety. So I know this next thing can be a little bit of a controversial topic, but crate train your dog. 
creating a safe space for your dog can really help them relax when they are alone. If you don't want to crate your dog, that's fine. Consider gating them in a small space, such as a laundry room or a bathroom or even a kitchen to start. I started crate training Sassy when she was a puppy. And when we were young, you know, we moved, when she was young, I guess I was young too, we moved quite a bit. But her constant was her kennel. It had her blankets, it had her favorite toys. That really became her safe place. And, you know, most of the time, I never even closed the cage door, but she would go in there, lay in there when I wasn't there because she knew she was safe. And I got to be honest, Sassy is 13. I have tried to fold up her kennel and stash it somewhere, but that just really creates anxiety for her. So we just leave it up and we have it in our family room. It's her place. Even the cats know to stay out of there. So our cats actually have a space as well. They really took to our spare bedroom. I'm not quite sure why. Maybe it's because it tends to be the warmest room in the house. We started calling it the cat's room, which is also happens to be where I record my podcast. The cats really use this space when they're a little bit nervous, maybe somebody new comes in the home, they retreat. They don't necessarily even hide under the bed. They just lay on the bed. They really realize that this room is their spot if they're nervous to decompress. There are so many things you can do when you are actually returned to work to make it a bit easier for your pet. The biggest one is stay calm when you are leaving home and returning home. Do not make a big deal out of it by spending time gushing over your pet before you leave. Oh my gosh, I'm going to miss you. Bye. Kisses, smooches, whatever you do. And when you return, do not immediately gush all over them. Oh my God, I missed you so much. That can really do more harm. Sassy, she gets her treat a few minutes before we leave. I hand her her biscuit. She takes it into her kennel because that's her safe space. We finish putting our shoes on, getting our keys, grabbing whatever we need to do to leave the house, and we just leave. We don't say a word to her. And she knows that when she gets that treat, she knows what's happening. But gushing over her can heighten that anxiety as you're leaving. And when we return, we take our time taking our shoes off, putting down purses, wallets, small things before we even acknowledge the dog. Giving your pup too much attention when leaving and returning can heighten their anxiety around those activities. Give your pup something to do when you are gone. I love puzzle toys, and they are a big thing that I recommend to clients. These can keep your pup's attention but are also very mentally stimulating for them and can help reduce feelings of anxiety. These can be as simple as snuffle mats, or sometimes there's the ball toys where they kind of have to roll it to get the kibble or treats out. And that's another thing with some of these puzzle toys. It doesn't have to be treats. You can put some of your dog's kibble in there and they'll be just as interested in getting it out as if it were a treat. 
So something that we do with Sassy before we leave for extended periods of time is we increase her exercise. I will take Sassy on a long sniff walk, not a regular walk, a sniff walk where she fully dictates our pace, the length, and I just let her do her thing. It is so enriching for animals and mentally stimulating, uh, giving them that time to sniff, explore the world, smell all the other animals that have walked by. And this can be really mentally tiring for them, which in turn will physically tire them out. So when we return, she's calm and relaxed after our outing. You can also engage your dog with vigorous play. Just remember, you are looking to tire them out. (laughs) Tossing a ball twice will actually work your dog up more than just letting them go until they dictate when they're done. Another great thing to do is switch up your routine when leaving. I'm sure we all have a routine where whether it's step one, put on shoes, step two, get my purse together, step three, grab my keys. The repetitiveness of the routines, your dog will start to catch on to those. So do things in a different order each day. And so that could help keep your pup calm while you're trying to leave the home. If your dog is showing signs of severe anxiety, please consult a veterinarian. They may be able to recommend the best calming collars, shirts, or even pheromones that you can use. But in some cases, they may recommend anti-anxiety medication. And I know no one ever wants to drug their dog, but in extreme cases, it is a more beneficial for your dog's well-being. If you are returning to the office, you should consider hiring a professional dog walker. They can provide your pup with socialization, exercise, and reinforcing basic skills. This will help your pet deal with your absence by giving them a break from being alone, which can help with the transition. So the Pet Lady, our company, offers our clients midday dog walks And we work Monday through Friday, rain or shine or snow, since we are in Chicago, to provide the stimulation and potty breaks the pups we see need. So trainers may also be a great option to help work with your pet on how to deal with some of their anxieties. Thank you again for joining us for another episode of the Pet Podcast. If you have not done so already, Please like, subscribe, follow us to be notified when a new episode comes out. And if you have the time, consider leaving us a five-star review. Those reviews really help us get the podcast in front of pet owners like yourself. Thank you and have a pawrific day. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Pet Podcast. Please subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen. This helps us reach pet parents and pet lovers such as yourself. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Pet Podcast. If you have any questions you'd like answered or ideas for topics you'd like to hear about, send us a message through social media or send an email to podcast at petpodcast.com. See you next time.